You're listening to Well Met. Well Met. A Hearthstone podcast brought to you by blizzpro.com. Well Met. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 247 of Walmet, a Hearthstone podcast brought to you by blizzpro.com. Today is Sunday, April 25th of the year 2021, and here in Kansas City, I am your host, J.R. Cook. I'm joined by my lovely crew over here. Um, it's It's been a month, that seems to be the theme. Uh, this has definitely turned into a monthly show, it seems like. Uh, we I know that we had promised a show... The week after the last one, um, the issue with that is Ray ended up in the hospital, and but he's here today. He's doing fine. So, Ray, how's everything going, man? Uh, well, it's a double-edged sword. So my heart is in a place that I will be getting surgery. I'll be getting open-heart surgery soon, but at the same time. That's a good thing because that means I'll actually, you know, get the surgery soon. So I'll probably be finally getting that. Uh, I would imagine around the summertime. I don't know exactly when. I'll find out this week actually uh, when exactly that's going to happen. But yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy. I've been waiting for so long for yeah. for this, and yeah, it's just like it felt like I was in limbo for how. How long has this pandemic been going on for? Uh, like a year at this point. Ten, ten years at this point. <laughs> exactly. So it's been it, that long since anything has happened. So I'm just like, oh, finally, something, something is happening. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. Good to hear. Um, hopefully, along with that, we'll uh, have you feeling better as well. Oh yeah, I think. They said I will feel a lot better after. I mean, it's kind of a cycle where I get sick, I get worse, and then they fix it, and then I get better, and then I'm good for some amount of time. And then eventually it deteriorates and does worse, and then they have to fix it again. So it is what it is. I'm used to it, but at the same time with this corona stuff, it's like I was prepared to have like a heart transplant last year, like around... February, March, and then coronavirus happened and everything got pushed back and shut down and put on pause indefinitely until it was safe. And that time is like around now. So for almost a year, I was just kind of in limbo, which was really weird for me. Like it was like I was mentally prepared for it like last year and it was like radio silence for so long. And now all of a sudden it's like, boom, happening again. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's like, we're all right, back we're on. back. We're back. And then it's just like, not only are we back, but we're going to do it like soon, probably like within a few months. And I'm just like, whoa, like, I don't know. It's like mentally, you're just like, that's uh, that like, that like hits you. It's like, boom. Yeah. It's just like right there, right in your face, all of a sudden, where it feels like it's like, I mean, you, I knew it was coming, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, weird. 
but yeah, so that's that's what happened. And I was in the hospital then, but I'm good. They were they were checking che- checking my heart and all that stuff, and then they found out that's like, oh, your numbers are not so good. We should probably do this thing now, huh? Yeah, and now like, now you have the now you have this uh, vaccine shot. Lots of other people do. I just got mine. I just got my second one last week. So that's what I like to hear. Yeah, vaccinated. Uh, getting, getting somewhat, maybe soonish back to normal. I plan on going to a Royals game in a couple of weeks. I'm excited about that. Oh, cool. That's very exciting. How do you feel about being in public in general? Does it spook you? Uh, not too much. Uh, remember, I went to Disney World um, back in early March. Uh, before I even got the vaccine, and I felt fine there, to be honest. So um, I think I think it's just a matter of just getting back into the swing of things, right? Um, I don't think uh, it doesn't spook me too much. Uh, I'll probably continue, you know, wearing a mask and all that out in the public, um, just because I feel like, uh, you know, if it if it protects me a little bit from getting sick from other things, that's cool. Uh, especially now that it's you know at least somewhat fashionable, I won't get really super weird looks by doing it. Um, it was only really super it. weird over here, over in Eastern countries. That was yeah. like a semi-common thing, right? Although, um, yeah, I I just can't wait until the whole thing's done. And uh, obviously, when I'm sick, I feel that I'm gonna do that. But I can't wait until I can go out in public without that. That'll be yeah. very nice. And like like I don't uh, see it as something where if I'm just out like shopping or whatever. Probably not, but uh, conventions? Absolutely, 100%. Uh, don't want to get con crud anymore. That would be cool. <laughs> uh, let's, let's be honest. That con crud is probably... You're, you're going to get it anyways. That, that's inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> con crud is inevitable. Yeah. But Danny, how have you been? I've been good. Um, I've been playing a little bit of Hearthstone here and there. Got back once all of the expansion dropped. Um, I'm in a bit of a lull and kind of focused uh, on the TFT because everything came out on PBE and I've been playing that game religiously at this point. I'm getting ready for the new set to come out and I think it goes live on Wednesday. So I'm going to be trying and failing miserably to try to hit um, what masters first. (laughs) So we'll see how that goes. You know what I'm getting strangely excited for in Hearthstone that I was very, very meh about when it was announced? The game mode that the, never the, came out? The new game mode, Mercenaries. But I mean, I think it's going to be good. It's going to be like a roguelike type thing. And I, I, I think that it's one of those things with Blizzard where they put things out just slightly late. <laughs> but it's going to be a fun thing, and I'll take a couple of ru- runs at it. But it's kind of like the thing where, I mean, Slay the Spire came out three years. I mean, it's probably two or three years ago at yeah. this point. And, like, that's the time when they should have released it. If they put it out alongside that to compete, that would have been awesome. And, and that's the reason why I say that. I never really played Slay the Spire. Um, and then uh, it was, I, I had it, like, I got an iPad, and I was looking for games to play on it. And I'm like, yeah, I'll try out Slay, Slay the Spire. I've heard great things about this game. I didn't, you know, I'm not a big fan of roguelikes in general. Um, but I got hooked hard on Slay the Spire in the last month or so. And I'm like, you know, if Mercenaries is similar to this, um, maybe I'm into it. Maybe this is, uh, maybe, maybe this is a game mode I, I'm, I'm excited for. Especially since they keep pushing it like, this is going to be a Battlegrounds-like update. Um, Battlegrounds was one of those things we didn't think was going to be huge when it was announced. 
we thought it would be fun, but it's like it, it's probably uh just as big, if not bigger, than uh uh constructed right now in standard. Yeah, I think it's clear. <laughs> it'll it'll follow one of the fates. It'll either follow follow like duels or battlegrounds. Or, or, I think that it, a lot of this stuff is very situational, and I think it's more or less how like streamers take to it. If if streamers really like it, then the game mode gains in a lot of popularity because it stays relevant. Yeah. Where duels was a cool thing that streamers did for a little bit, but then it died off. Well, the game I think mode... a lot of that actually. Uh, I think that a lot of it actually ha- had to do with initial balance. Yeah. Oh, initial 100%. balance of duels kind of sidelined it as a contention, and um, I don't know. I'd rather them wait a little bit longer. And then have it potentially like be pr- not perfectly balanced. I don't think that's realistic in Hearthstone, but I-, I think within reason at a good spot. Yeah, I think uh, uh, feels good to play. You don't feel like there's anything that's super broken. Yeah, I think the thing with duels uh, as well is there's uh, <clears throat> I I don't think they meant it to be big either. Whereas I think they're th- thinking mercenaries. Like I think I think they're thinking it's going to be big. Or at least Do you has think the they potential realize that Battlegrounds is going to be as big, though? I, I thought that I their original expectations of Battlegrounds did. was around what duels turned out to be. I think that's I, what their expectations were. I don't know about that. Um, I, I, I don't think they had expect. I don't think they had great expectations around duels. I think they did have bigger expectations around Battlegrounds, but I do think Battlegrounds is probably bigger than they expected. If that makes sense. Yep. Um. But yeah. So. I don't know. Just playing Slay the Spire the last few weeks has made me rethink that new game mode that I've kind of shit all over in the last uh, the last uh, couple episodes. I think uh, I think I might be changing my mind. Kind of see where it goes. Um, let's see what else did I do this week? So uh, I've been playing uh, Fall Guys again recently, and the reason for that is because I participated in um, a tournament this weekend, the Extra Life uh, United. Uh, tournament they had a fall guys tournament with about 450 participants and uh top 16 pay uh pay the prize and the prize is basically uh you get money donated through your donation page to the local children's hospital that you um are donating towards that, that you're helping fund uh so mine is here in kansas city the ku pediatrics uh children's hospital here in kansas city and uh out of the 450, I got exactly 16th. So, nice. Just that is it. impressive. Yeah. So I got 16th, so, so I got $750 for the KU Pediatrics. That's awesome. So I was pretty excited about that. My Did they, have guys, they changed that game a lot? They have you what? Oh, I said, have they changed that game a lot since like when, when we were playing it? Um, Yes, a little bit. So, of course, they have new maps. Um, They have, uh, because each season they're introducing like new maps and they're on season four right now um one of the big things that they did with season four that they went away with in season two and season three is they um made the controls a lot better so you're not like falling down like all the damn time or fumbling around you have more control a little bit more control over your guy um which is big for me because that's what made me start like really hating the game because they really ruined it in season two and three um, and I, I really enjoy the game a lot more right now because of that, because I just have more control and, uh, can just, uh, play a lot better again. So, 
Um, that's that's a big change for me that they've done recently. When you say that, like, what exactly do you mean? Do you mean like other people being able to hit you, or like yeah, what? like random stuff could just hit you and send you flying? Um, maybe you jump from too far, like maybe you just jump funny, and next thing you know, your character's like rolling on the ground, and it's like I there's nothing I did that should have caused that to happen. Why am I now rolling on the ground, falling over, fall? You know, it, it's just frustrating. Um, they've and a lot of it was because there was server sync issues where, um, like maybe you'll run into another player, but on your screen, um, <clears throat> they're like far away, but on the server, they're like super close. And so they're like actually hitting you, but you don't see it on your screen as them hitting you. Um, so you just go verge offline somewhere. Um, so they kind of fix that server sync issue a little bit so that's more, um, closer to what you'll what it really is while also not being super punishing like if you're running into people like you're just not like going off flying after you run into someone mm. did they ever take away fall mountain no fall mountain still there. they did fix fall mountain um so fall mountain used to have three rows of five and sometimes you can start in the back and if you start in the back you'd you know be at a disadvantage um now it can be I think 10 people, maybe more. I don't remember. Um, but it's all, everybody starts on the same row now. And they've also added, um, like, variations of levels. And so you can have various variations of levels that you're used to. Like, maybe they'll put in, like, fans or shooting fruit on levels or other variations to make it a little more challenging. Changes the gameplay, right? You're not playing the same exact map. as something that's added in slightly different every time. I like it. Yeah. It's it's a fun game. I enjoy it. I still play it. I don't play it as much as I used to, but um, apparently I'm still pretty good at it. So. <laughs> yeah, you're top 16. There you go. Jared's like, I don't mean to brag, but you know I am the best guy that falls. <laughs> no, I'm the 16th best guy that falls. True. True. So, um, but yeah, that that was pretty exciting this week that's the first tournament i've been in for like a video game tournament i've been in for a while where i've actually have done fairly respectable in a hot minute before since i've done that in hearthstone so like one things yeah yeah same <laughs> yep yep same but, unlucky yeah um but speaking of hearthstone that's really what we're here for right um let's see last time we talked uh the new set was about ready to come out and in fact it was going to come out like the next day or something like that um and now it's out there's even already been nerfs um <laughs> how's the game been going for you guys uh i guess i'll start um for me it was exciting when the set dropped but quickly things like secret paladin and deck of lunacy mage were discovered really quickly um i mean secret paladin was way more obvious but it, it just felt like those decks became really oppressive really quickly, which was kind of weird. It felt like people weren't really messing around with like bad decks as much. And those and Rogue as well. Rogue Rogue became really, really good, too, with uh, Penflinger and whatnot. So it was kind of weird to see how quickly people were just uh, jumping on the train of just like playing the things that were just like broken. And it got out of hand pretty quickly as you can see i mean they already nerfed stuff which is kind of insane like 
deck of I guess the things that they nerfed were not things that necessarily came out in this set, but I don't know, seeing all these nerfs happen so quickly is like it's good that they're reacting quickly, but it's also weird that it was such an obvious issue from like the player's perspective of like, okay, day one, like these decks are already super, super oppressive and it got through testing the way that it did. I mean, Deck of Lunacy is a bit weird because it's kind of, uh, it, it was fine before and it just became an issue because of the spell pool being so small. But the other ones, like the Secret Paladin Sword and stuff, it's kind of weird because it was just such a problem so quick. I'm just surprised that it went live how it did. I mean, it's one of those things that you, you got to think developers versus the player base within the first five minutes of the set being out, more games have been played than every single internal test run game that the developers ran. So that's one thing that, like, they didn't notice that Lunacy, like, this spell pool got a lot better through the transition because Lunacy was never played in any other decks prior, right? No one was really running that. Um, I mean, they could have thought, uh, uh, with these nerfs, right, like, I think that they didn't hit some of the th the cards they should have. Like, I think that Refreshing Spring Water is something that is, I mean, with, like, Encanter's Flow, that's something that just is a very strong engine. And I think that they knew that that engine existed, but they didn't understand, like, what could be put into the engine and, like, uh, like the results that can come out of it. So that's one thing that I think that the developers might want to take a bit of a look at where um, they need to understand that engines can be created out of certain cards, but other cards that they might not think about might get slotted in. And I think that's a problem that's going to happen in any type of video game that is as popular as Hearthstone, where like immediately uh, if anyone goes through and plays the game, uh, everything's going to uh, like there's just so much exposure to everything. There's going to be so many people playing these decks that it'll be solved. But like you said, within the first day, everything's solved to a, to a degree. Right. And there's also a degree so. to that, too, where um, like if you look at like classic Hearthstone, like sometimes you'd, you'd have this, uh, <laughs> uh you know, length of period of time before things really get figured out. And even in classic today, you're still finding that like there's a shaman deck that's out there right now that wasn't discovered back in classic Hearthstone. Well, um, that was it. That that was interesting. So that deck was like definitely a thing in classic Hearthstone, but it wasn't. It didn't get the amount of play that right. It should have right and I the guess. reason for that and the reason for that is remember that in classic hearthstone we did not have the deck trackers and shareability that we do today and i think that deck tracking and shareability that we have today is what's contributing to this stuff getting found faster that was the point i was getting at mm. i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing it's interesting because the game i feel like creativeness isn't as encouraged nowadays as it might have been in the past like it feels like once we find these things that are just obviously like not not okay or just like maybe a little bit too broken it's like everybody just kind of doesn't really try to innovate i don't know i guess that well, uh, yeah the, well the part of it before was like even before all this, like the HS replay, I think it's a lot of the HS replay with the statistics behind everything. Yeah. Like, 
when Tempo Storm was out, right, you were just looking at deck codes and it's like, oh, okay, but you didn't really have percentages, you had expert opinions. Like, you could contest the expert opinions and be like, well, I I think that this, a lot of the things are situational, you can look at it like that, and uh, I mean, I wrote for that, Ray wrote for that, so um, it was one of the things that we, we were kind of like a guiding force, but it wasn't as concrete as... You can do your own analysis. This deck has the highest win rate, so I'm going to play it, right? Um, And exploration kind of dies because maybe there's something that's not as refined, but if you go through and make, I don't know, five card changes in it, it becomes the strongest deck. But ultimately, right, because the, the number of decks that are subpar that are played are so low compared to the pinnacle decks... Um, you end up with a lot of uh, people just making that peak higher and higher for that right. one deck that becomes broken. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, I, I think that's... Because I was thinking about that the other day on how different Hearthstone was to what where it's at now. And I, I do think one of those things is the amount of data that we have on what people are playing has to be a huge contributor. And but the thing is, like Blizzard has this information at their fingertips as well. Um, in fact, they have better they have better data than what we have. So um, I, I think that's that's interesting as well. You know, as as that's probably the reason why they're responding a lot faster is because they're seeing it highly on their end and are able and and have decided as a team that that's the direction that they want to go is to. Uh, make these changes quickly to try to keep the game somewhat balanced um, as quickly as they can. Whereas I think the old Blizzard, the Ben Brode and Eric Dodds Blizzard, was very hands-off because they had um, the vision of these are like physical cards and we don't want to change too much uh, because it'll throw people off when they come back to the game. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I'm on the opposite side where like... Uh, for because I play a lot of TFT and there is a literal balance change every two weeks. So they go in, they recognize what's the strongest champions, they nerf them, they go through, they buff the weakest champions, and it happens on a two-week cadence. So uh, maybe that's one thing that draws me to that game, and it's why I mean a month is one of the fastest times we've seen, except for like directly out of the gate with the Demon Hunter, but. Um, like it's one of the fastest turnaround times we've seen, which is a great accomplishment for the Hearthstone team. But I, I don't know, maybe you dedicate a couple of people explicitly for balance changes on the team, and then you do it. I, I, maybe two weeks is too f- slow for Hearthstone, or it should be too fast. Maybe you do it every month, like a monthly type thing, but you get them out consistently. I think a cadence like that, where you sh- like shift the meta a little bit with these balance changes, you got to dig in a little bit deeper. That would keep people engaged. I don't know. Yeah, well, they they can do a couple things, right? They can uh, continue doing stuff like this where, um, you know, they're, they're responding quickly. Maybe they put out another balance change. But keep in mind, they're also going to be doing the, the mini sets as well. And that, I'm sure, should be getting announced, you know, sometime soonish. Uh, not quite sure when, but I would imagine sometime within the next month because... Uh, with those mini sets, they they you know they want to hit those kind of in the middle of uh, before the next set comes out, and that's another way to do some uh, balancing as well, depending on what people are playing because they could have cards ready to go 
uh, in there uh, to offset something that is a little more powerful or, or, or to add power to something that's not as powerful. Um, I think that's a little harder to do because I feel like um, they have to have those kind of designed a little further up front than uh, responding to the meta changes that are in the set. Yeah. But I think uh, the pace, I, I, I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it's just, it, it's weird that even with like the nerfs and stuff for me, still seeing the same decks after the nerfs to just be literally playing with nerfed cards. It feels really weird. It's like, what was the point of like the nerfs? If the meta doesn't change, like, I guess it brings room for like some other decks, but it's, I don't know, not, not, not really that many. It's like the top decks are literally still the same outside of warrior becoming popular. Right. And in rogue, like going down a peg, like warrior went up a peg and rogue went down a peg, but paladin is still by far the best deck. These, and um, these cards are still getting played, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, even Penflinger is getting played in pal a lot of Paladin decks still, which is kind of interesting to me. I think that's just bad, but um, mm. it, it, like to see Penflinger still get played even after the fact is like, I don't know, that kind of blows my mind. I'm like, really? So do you think it's on the players that are unwilling to adapt or do you think the developers were a little bit too light on this? Because ultimately, right, I remember a lot of the complaints we've had in the past were well, they're nerfing some of this stuff too hard. If you remember, like, Warsong Commander, that was nerfed to the ground. Like, do you think that we they need to lean a little bit heavier on the gas with some of these nerfs? And these are, like, little minute tweaks, or they need to, like, really kill the cards in order to change the meta, is what you're thinking. Dude, that's the thing that I don't know. It's, like, it's weird, right? Because, like, they obviously want these cards to be playable, but fair. But at the same time, to me, it's, like, if you, like, what... I guess what is the goal here? Is the goal to like make the meta different? Like if that's the case, just kill the card. Like then Sword of the Fallen is still just as popular as it was before. And I mean Deck of Lunacy is less popular, but like Springwater's still insane. I mean, that didn't get nerfed, but like they were trying to kill that deck. It's it's just like what was the goal, I guess, like from the Blizzard perspective? Is it to change the meta? Or is it to just make the decks feel like they're less oppressive even though they're still equally as oppressive <laughs> i don't know i don't know it's like they're so powerful like some of these cards especially sword of the fallen it's just, it's just so powerful that it's like how how do you even go about that if you want the deck to be playable it's like you want secret paladin as an archetype to be playable with this card because it's like the new card like how do you even do that like without just killing the card completely. Like, I don't even know what the answer to that question is. Like, I don't even know what their yeah. goal is and how they I, can even get to it. Like, how can they even achieve it? I don't, I, I don't know. This reminds me of an analogy where um, with, with video games, you got to think about us as um, customers in a restaurant, right? We aren't the chefs. So we're able to detect if like the food is screwed up but we ultimately the developers are the chefs who need to figure out what the specific changes are. But as the customers, we can clearly say, hey, we think something's wrong here. We think something's out of place, but we can't spot exactly what it is. We can give our opinions. We can say, oh, the, the, it has too much pepper. It has too much salt. But ultimately, the developers are the chefs. They need to go through and figure out what's going on and fix it themselves on their side. So 
I think that we we need to really just collect what we think is going wrong, and the way that they change it is uh, not necessarily what we should be focusing on. We should be figuring out what is um, what is wrong, not necessarily how to change it. Right. Yeah. I I just I just don't know if they're they should be looking to just absolutely just obliterate certain archetypes. That's the thing. I just I don't know if that's like the route that they want to go to is to just try to instead of making these smaller nerfs that don't actually change the meta that much like do they just go the warsong commander route and just like say screw it like deck of lunacy is now like i don't even know like it would just be really awkward to put something like that to five or six man like just make it absolutely unplayable and then just like put sword of the fallen to like three or four mana or something and just like absolutely just destroy it i don't know like i don't know what the answer is mm. um Although it is funny though that like I think priest is the most complained about class, but nothing got changed. <laughs> nothing got changed, and it's also one of the lowest win rate classes. It almost has the same win rate as shaman. So it's funny that like that's what everybody complains about in Hearthstone, or at least from what I see, especially on Twitter. Even though it's one of the worst worst classes in the game right now, according to stats. So. I don't know, like, part of me is like, huh, like, maybe Blizzard is paying attention to the stats as well, and, like, they see the Priest isn't an issue, so they're not changing it, but the community's like, this is very clearly an issue, so it's, it's interesting. Well, there's also a difference between feeling and numbers, too, where, like, yeah. like, you can beat the Priest, but every time you play against it, you dread playing against the deck. There's like, okay, well, I'm going to win, but I'm not going to enjoy any of this game. It turns into the, are you trying to be a savage, like, f focusing in on it? Or, um, like, are you trying to go for the experience? And I think that that might be something that they're not really focusing in on. They're, they're going and they're saying, okay, well, statistically, this is the, um, this is like the strongest card, right? But maybe they're not going, oh, well, the, the, the feeling that people get when they play this card, when this card is played against them is, uh, not it's not the highest win percent card in the deck, but it's something that makes you feel bad when your opponent plays it. Right. Yeah, it would be interesting to know like how they balance just based on their decisions. It's like confusing to me. I like, think what I think this was a clear numbers balance. Yes, I agree with you on that. These are the. I think that this turns into the these cards were being played a lot higher than we expected them to be played. Their win percentages were a lot higher than we expected. We want to tune that in. These are out of line from what our expectations are. And then they got it at least closer to what they were expecting. Right. I think that's what this I think that's what this patch was. Was exactly that. Um Yeah. And whether or not they did a good job of that can be up for debate right see that's where it's confusing to me is like i don't know if they did a good job because i don't know what their goal was right like was their goal to make these decks still be at the top but be slightly less oppressive or was it to actually change the meta hmm. because they didn't change the meta but they did make they obviously nerfed the card so they did make the deck slightly worse it's just that didn't actually end up changing the meta, unfortunately. I th I wonder if they did it in hopes of uh, I, I I to me it feels like they did it with changing the numbers, making these feel less oppressive, so that they're not you know completely uh, overrepresenting in the game. Um, 
but it sounds like to me that they didn't exactly do that. Um, maybe a little bit, but I think what you were hoping for was, you know, I, I want to see different decks and I wish that they would have changed these in a way that we would have seen a different style of meta than just seeing the same meta. And I don't think that they went that route. I think they would have done things differently if they were going that route. Yeah, I I just wonder if that is what they thought would happen, though. Could be. We don't we don't really know, unfortunately. Um, I I feel like they probably hoped to some degree that that would be the case. Um, but also maybe uh, people haven't found the deck yet. M- maybe maybe the meta is not solved. Nah, it probably is. <laughs> Who am I joking? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could see that. Nobody is really nobody's in trying. So like I am not. So who who would be innovating right now? Like who would want to innovate in Hearthstone? Like what would be the reasons you would want to innovate in Hearthstone? Uh because if you're a meme streamer, if what, you're someone who plays like meme decks and then one of them accidentally becomes good. Right. So there's that. That's pretty much the innovation, I think. There's because com- everyone else has already uh, right now the decks are already fine tuned. That yeah. if you're someone who wants to hit a high legend rank, you find the highest win rate deck on HS Replay, and then you go in, you say, okay, what am I seeing? I might tech a card in here or two, but otherwise, I'm just grinding this until I get uh, <laughs> higher yeah. and higher. Yeah, the only other solution there is competition, right? Yeah, and, that's true. And ladder, like you're just gonna go find the best on what you're playing. Um, Grandmasters is basically doing the same. Um, it doesn't seem like there's probably a ton of innovation in Grandmasters. I haven't really paid attention to Grandmasters in two years, so I don't really know if that's really the case or not, but it feels like it's the case. Um, uh, there's there's a couple of Grandmasters that I think genuinely just really enjoy the game and love Hearthstone and are trying their best. Like, I think... Um, I think No Hands Gamer is one of the best players in the game right now. Uh, and I know they're always innovating on stream. And there's definitely Grandmasters who do. It's just there's so few of these people now yeah. compared to like what it was before. Right. That like as one person, you can't do that much. Like no offense to any singular person, but like a one man army can only get you so far. If you're like one of the only people that's actually trying to do different things. Yeah, I, I agree. I was just trying to think like we're, we're you know, maybe we're just not seeing uh, this stuff come up because people just don't feel uh, like they need to. Maybe, maybe there's just no incentive to really innovate. Maybe that's part of the problem. Also, lots of people are playing Battlegrounds. I mean, I, like, like we were saying earlier, I think Battlegrounds is probably the more popular play mode now. I think it definitely yep. is. <laughs> for better or for worse, I do not know. But yeah, Battlegrounds is a big thing. It's a big thing. Yeah. Um, maybe we should become a Battlegrounds podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one, JR. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I'm sticking to another auto-battler before I hop into that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to get into Battlegrounds, man. I tried. And it's just like, I don't know. It's not. I don't me. think it's for. It's just not. Uh, like if I'm gonna play an auto battler, I'm gonna play TFT. It's just way more yeah. visually entertaining to me. Like, like just watching the little guys fight it out 
like visually, whereas Hearthstone is just a bunch of cards slamming into each other. It's not even close for me. But one is more entertaining. Yeah. I want to see a guy with a giant axe dunk on some people <laughs> over watching cards smash into each other. I don't know, man. I have plenty of dreams about cards smashing into each other. So I don't want to hear about your sexual fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not bring back young Ray. Let's not bring back young Ray. <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that was, that was dark. <laughs> um, one of these days, I do need to bring back Young Ray. I need to, I need to plan that out. Oh, if they want to come back anymore. <laughs> not, not after that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know about that one, my guy. A good old Dear Diary from Young Ray. That'll be a good one. Maybe have to come up with something. Um, but yeah, so let's see. What, what's some other stuff that's kind of interesting in the Hearthstone world? So we had the, uh, the new release. We had the nurse. We've been talking about that. Um, how's, how's Wild been going with that, though, uh, Danny? So it's interesting because um, it seems like they're... So the, the Wild meta was shifted a lot. Um, before the nerfs, there was uh, Secret Paladin became a thing, but it's a very different version of the deck than it was in Standard. Um, uh, the first thing that everyone asks is, is Mysterious Challenger played? And the answer is no, Mysterious Challenger was too slow for the decks, which thinking about that is kind of shocking. Like the six mana card that was like a meta defining card back like three years ago is just not even close to being good enough for the deck. But it pretty much became, uh, I think it was dubbed Death and Taxes Paladin, where um, with the uh, with the wild card changes, Call to Arms now cost four mana. So what you would ultimately have happen was um, you would have Call to Arms pull out the Watchtower, and it would also pull out Nerubian Weblord. And so your opponents would ultimately get taxed on the cards, and then they couldn't play the cards in their hand with battle cries because of Nerubian Weblord, and you would just smork them down with the Wind Fury Murloc guy. So it was, I mean, it was an interesting deck. That was the most like um, revolutionary new deck that came out of this set. Um, Tempo Mage became a thing again with uh, the Spring Water. It was like Spring Water inv uh, Invocation, and ultimately a lot of different shells were tried out with that. But the one that like stuck was Flame Waker. Flame Waker was just is just a very broken card, and then you would go through and burn them out. Um, you'd get the Mana Biscuit. You were literally just uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice is uh, still to this day probably one of the most broken cards in Hearthstone. Because cheap yep. spells and mage go through, and that in combination with Flame Waker just shuts the game down. And if you, they kind of turned off all control decks, where if you can't go through and have some way to kill your opponent by like turn eight, turn nine, you're dead. So that those were the two decks that were really um, that I was seeing a lot of that were not just the standard like Reno Priest. Um, some of the other things. Um, so that that's really what I was seeing. And then obviously a lot of things were being tried out, but it, it kind of just stabilized at that point. And then with this nerf, the Paladin is no, no longer 
uh, doing well. That was really the resurgence of it. Um, the it's more just like the standard aggro decks. It was interesting. Um, the 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 deck that I didn't expect to see a lot of was um, Demon Hunter. Is now it, it's still odd Demon Hunter, but you're starting to see with Undertaker re uh, re put back. Undertaker's found its place in Demon Hunter, where you have a lot of really cheap like de uh, death rattles that are like one and three costs. And right. then Undertaker just spirals out of control. So that's something that I didn't expect to see. But now that it's kind of like a new card for Demon Hunter specifically, which is really funny. Oh, that, I forgot that happened. Yeah. There was that like small window where even Standard got like unnerfed cards as well before the rotation happened. I think that was when I got sick, though. It was like during that small window. Yep. I don't remember playing that meta at all. Which must have been like I was pretty much AFK from life for like a solid week. Yep. About so it, it was the it was the week you're in the hospital. Yep, unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get what a chance to play it either because I was busy with other stuff, so I missed it as well. But oh well. Um, so so, so something that happened uh, ten days ago that I thought was funny was Hearthstone trying to make the Hearthstone community team trying to make a. Uh, the fifteenth of each month, Nazdormu Day, <laughs> where you put yeah. Nazdormu into your deck, and hopefully you queue up against someone else that has it in their deck, and now you're playing fast mode Hearthstone. I wonder was saying this before the show, but I there should just be a Nazdormu mode. There should be. Just make it like just actually just put it in the game. Yeah, just you only have fifteen seconds per turn, no other exceptions. <laughs> yeah, just put it I, in would the game. That. I, I would love that. I would love that. I. I would absolutely love it. I was so I was playing like when I was uh, in at the doctors and stuff. I was playing a lot of chess on my phone because it's just so simple and right there and easy. And I would I, I really only would ever play like blitz mode, like mm -hmm. just three minutes because I was like, well, I could get called in at any second. So like I don't want to just throw away a whole game of chess and just have it be for nothing. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to have to just concede like every other game I play. So I got really used to just like, it, it's so fun to just go boop, 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 boop. Like, I don't know. I just love like even chess, which is probably considered a pretty boring game becomes way more fun. Once you just go fast, like once everything is like, boop, 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 it's just like, huh, this is fun now. I don't know why I feel like if Hearthstone did that, that'd be so much more fun. If every, you just had to just, Boom. Yeah, it, it turns into you playing off your instincts, right? Can you hone your instincts to be just like on the spot? I don't need to think about this. I've built up enough muscle memory. Boom, boom, boom. I got it, right? That's the thing that I really like about it. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I've played a lot of chess myself recently, and I had been playing a lot of like 10, 15 minute chess. But recently I've been going down to that like three minute. I've actually put a lot of like uh, hyper bullet. So uh, a minute or like 30 seconds aside and like that gets out of control because you're pre-moving everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't do that on the phone, so I don't do that. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the fall off of it. But three minutes, I do a lot of three minutes on the phone. Um, if I'm like in between meetings at work or something, I, I just go boom, boom, boom. I can play a quick game while I can relax for a bit and it helps out a lot. 
exactly imagine if we could just have every game of hearthstone like every like there's none of this waiting garbage there's none of this thinking crap that people do you just go forbid your opponent ropes yeah. <laughs> oh god dude that's the worst thinking roping all this unnecessary stuff just just go just do it well part Shia of it is that hearthstone's gotten to a point where like a lot of the game is automatic once you know what you're doing right there are obviously certain turns where you go through and you're like okay i actually have to think about this but i mean out of a out of a game how many turns does that actually happen on like two yep right out of the 30 turns you have that's probably a lot of turns like out of the uh let's say 15 turns you have in a game you probably have one or two turns where you spend like the you might spend half of the rope every otherwise it's like all right i i'm playing this card i got this card okay go 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 yeah but then I mean, your I opponent's just taking forever i think i'm just impatient i don't know why i think i am not taking hearthstone well i don't want to say like i'm not taking it as seriously but i'm not like i'm not playing in tournaments i just don't have the energy or the time for it right now so i in my head i'm just like i just want everything to just go faster like I just feel like I'm wasting time when I'm sitting there and just waiting for my opponent to eventually make the wrong play and lose the game. And you know what's funny? I think that's the reason why I'm enjoying Slay the Spire right now is because I can just go at my own speed and just go mm. and yeah. not have to worry about someone else like taking forever. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that they should definitely do a heroic tavern brawl at the very least or a regular tavern brawl. I guess it has to be heroic. I just like heroic tavern brawls but i just i think that would be fun i think it's a missed opportunity if they don't do it i agree i would love to see i would love to see just a blitz mode hearthstone uh mode and just keep it in like permanently in the game that would be sweet i'd like it i'd play, I would it. play it i would too yep me too i might like actually just stream become the best blitz hearthstone player boom 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 i mean i feel like any pro player could just really easily just do that i feel like it would just be so much more entertaining i don't know i feel like when there's if if you start your turn and the rope's already burning i just feel like it's so much more exciting like i can literally watch like i'm so bad at chess but i can watch hikaru play like speed chess and it be entertaining even though i don't even know what's going half the time just because things are happening things are moving well like well the thing about the rope in hearthstone too is like Every time that hits, your adrenaline starts running. That's true. And so now you're constantly, that rope's going. Your adrenaline is constantly going through that game. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, even I do want to make a comment on, on one thing that Ray said, that it's easy for all pros to make that. I think there's one historic Hearthstone player that would have a very hard time making that transition. A life coach would have <laughs> a, uh, a very hard time transitioning to bullet Hearthstone. <laughs> I don't actually think that's true. I think he could do it. I bet he, he could too. <laughs> but I think, I think there's a difference between being methodical and then not being able to play fast. I think he can play fast too. I think he's just a methodical person. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe he would just be terrible at it. I don't know. Well, we'd have to pick up the game in order to have that happen, Sag. Ah, <laughs> uh, I forgot about Life Coach. Yeah. The golden days of Hearthstone. Hey, that happened. Raynad went back. He played Hearthstone when Classic came out. A lot of people who were older Hearthstone players came back for that period. Yeah. That, that is true. That didn't last long at all, though. No. No. 
I mean, mean you I knew it think, wouldn't. Yeah. You knew uh, it would yeah. be entertainment for a couple of people. And there are some people who are still like grinding classic, right? It became a game mode there, but it was a novelty. It should have been a, I don't know. I, I think there should be some sort of thing in Hearthstone where it's like, here's a game mode. We're going to put it out for three months. All right, go the Super Mario route. Yeah. We'll have a three month. <laughs> We'll have a three-month game, we'll put it out for three months, and then we'll change that. A rotating game mode, where like, okay, we'll put Classic out this month, we'll put Duels out this month, we'll put this thing out this month, and it's like a rotating one. And then if they find one that's really good, it becomes a permanent game mode. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Um, so one last thing that we wanted to talk about is, uh, you know, this, our, our, uh, blah, 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 this podcast is put together, uh, you know, over on blizzpro.com. And uh, for those that don't know, I kind of run blizzpro.com. Um, and we recently had one of our writers, who everybody that listens to this should know his name, uh, Deck Tech, uh, recently just got hired by Blizzard. And so he's no longer writing for Blizzpro. Uh, in fact, I think uh, last week, yeah, I think last week would have been his first day at Blizzard. And he's over there writing uh, for, I believe, the community team. I think he's writing the blogs and stuff like that now. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I know that he's writing stuff, content, over at Blizzard for Hearthstone. So that's pretty awesome. I'm so yeah, happy. To him. I'm so happy that he got that job because I know he's been trying for a long time to try to get a job there. And uh, that was one of the avenues that uh, he was able to take to get there. It's crazy how many well-met BlizzPro alumni have worked at blizzard now yeah i think the number's up to six if i if i remember now if i remember correctly so it's a lot of people um it's a good way to get your foot in the door for sure it is it is and uh you know if anybody's listening and is like man i wish i could do that uh you can just email me jr cook at uh jr cook at com, or tweet at me dm me on twitter at eldorian um and just say hey you know I, I i want in on that um the thing about blizz pro is it's it's something that i built as kind of a way to uh originally i built it as a way to try to get a job for, at blizzard myself mm-hmm. um but then i swayed away from that i didn't want to work for blizzard anymore but the opportunities there as a platform for other people to up their skills and get known in the community and um, maybe work their way for that. But it's not, it's not just that either. It's like if you have a passion towards writing for something and you have no intention whatsoever in working anywhere for it, you know, I, we have a platform for it, uh, for that passion. You too um, can be my slave for free. <laughs> it's not, the thing is, like, I, ma- I make nothing out of it. I, make, I know. I spend <laughs> money. I spend money every year for this. Um, yeah, I get nothing out of it. So... Um, it's it's funny because I started with BlizzPro. Like yeah. before, I'm not sure if you remember this, but I, I wrote articles for yeah. BlizzPro, like when Wild started out. And that my goal originally was to go get a job at Blizzard. And then, similar to you, I kind of fell off that train when I looked at the opportunities, where I was, my career, and all that stuff. But that's what that's why I started writing articles where it's like I want to go through and get a job here I want to uh, and the big thing it's just start doing it and that's one of the things with content creation in general that 
a lot of people get stuck on where they're like, well, I want to have a stream that is as good quality as like this person's stuff here. Like you use a lot of examples, but I think the big thing is get stuff out, even if it's trash and then like refine it over time. But you only get better by doing. You can't just jump into it and be like, I'm going to have the best article, millions of views, right. all this stuff. You got to go through and put yourself out there, get a little bit of feedback and uh, you got to grow a little bit of thick skin, take the feedback, figure it out. But a lot of it is just putting your stuff out there and your first drafts are going to suck. Everything it's going to be pretty bad, but ultimately over time you get better and then eventually you can work towards that goal, but you do have to get started somewhere. Yeah, it's a grind. It's a grind. It's not easy. Um, you know, it's, it's putting, putting yourself out there and taking and taking a chance. Um, I encourage basically anybody that's ever written for me to not only, you know, if they want to do stuff for Bliss Pro, but doing it, you know, uh, upping their own social media game on their own uh, accounts, uh, working on their own Twitch streams and stuff like that. Like, I see it as an opportunity to help you grow yourself um, is really what it is and get your name out there because people do... like recognize that work um, because even though like we don't get the numbers that some big websites do um, our name I feel is pretty respectable mm-hmm. in the industry. Um, and I believe that has shown. So um, if it's something that you're interested in, let me know and uh, we can work something out. Like I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm pretty easy going on this stuff because I, I, I don't like to, um, tell people what to do because I know that it's their free time. That makes sense. So yeah, yeah, huge congrats to deck tech on getting that. Like he's, he's been on several other podcasts. He was on the angry chicken for a bit. He was on, I believe coin concede. He's written stuff all over the place. He's gained a ton of followers on Twitter. Um, really good dude. And put out just grinded for at least two years that that I can think of and finally got what he wanted. Probably been closer to four years, actually. Might be. <laughs> Time doesn't exist anymore in my mind. Uh, dude, same. I, yeah, I'm so jealous that you went to Disney. And, like, you get to go. Uh, dude, my mom is still like, even though I'm vaccinated, she's still like, so she's like, what if the vac? We don't know if the vaccines are effective. Like, you could still get it. Like, you're trapped here. And I'm like, oh my god. Uh, going crazy, Jr. I, I feel your pain, man. Feel your pain. Hopefully, getting together with us here on the podcast helped tonight, though. Yeah, yeah. So you know, always, always a good time. Yeah. Speaking of that, it's probably time to get out of here, though. Let Ray go back to his misery. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Always thinking of uh, the homies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> hey, I thought it was a good transition. <laughs> it was. No, that was just that was really that was really well placed. Uh, I don't know if I'd call it a joke, but <laughs> <laughs> the only joke here might be my life. But you know, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> Oh, man. So, a handful of things here. 
Um, I, you know, I'm not going to pump our Patreon. You know how to get to it if you really want to go to it. We haven't been putting out good... I, I wouldn't say we haven't been putting out good episodes. We haven't really been putting out episodes. So I feel bad on promoting that right now. Um, but if you want to help support the show in any way, uh, iTunes reviews is a great way of doing that. Or podcast reviews, anything like that. Go and uh, give a review there. Let people know that, hey, you know, at least they're putting out content once a month. So that's cool. Um, but if you'd like to get in contact with us or write us an email or anything like that, uh, uh, wellmet at blisspro.com is where you can do that at. Uh, or <coughs> tweet at us at wellmet podcast over out on Twitter. Um, we love hearing from you guys. And, uh, you know, if we get any co- uh, questions or anything like that, we'll be happy to answer it. Um, with that said, shout outs and how can people get in contact with you, Danny? Um, no specific shout outs, uh, just a general thanks for getting this together. Get everyone. It's nice to get back into a routine of doing the podcast. Um, you can always find me on Twitter and all other socials at Danny Donuts underscore HS. Awesome. How about you, Ray? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at PG underscore Ray C. Um, I haven't been streaming much like uh, what JR said about uh, us not really being able to do the podcast. I kind of also haven't been able to really do much of anything for a hot minute. So hopefully I'll be back streaming soon. I definitely want to stream Pokemon Snap when that comes out. Um, it was funny. I bought like a movie theater out of all their Pokemon promos recently so that was pretty cool i might be doing some fun giveaways with that stuff um yeah and yeah you can follow me on twitch at twitch.tv slash racy and uh another one one last funny story okay the other racy is actually like really popular on twitch now like streaming with like toast to san like all the big streamers and he always asks me if you can have my name like on Twitch because I'm racy on Twitch and he is also racy but he's Ray underscore underscore C so it's really funny when people like come to my Twitch like I'll get like I get I probably get more followers not streaming because people think that I'm that dude oh there you go you you found the solution (laughs) (laughs) just just uh, get get a name before someone else popular gets it, and then just hold it over their head. Just like getting the domain of a website, yeah. have something big coming out. Yeah. Except it's racy. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the weird part about this is that like it's not like a name that's like I don't know, just really generic, right? Like blood or like death yeah. or like Joe or John. Like it's not like a generic like name that everybody uses it's like my first name and my last name like ray and then c yeah no i what i was i was so confused on it was several months ago i was so confused when like there was a youtube video that toast was streaming among us and i saw ray c and i'm like wow i knew race i knew ray was playing uh among us but i didn't know he got in with that crew and then I watched it, and I'm like, that's not Ray. Who the hell is no, this guy? It's the same, like, <laughs> like, 
experience, I'm like, well, wait a second, who is this? <laughs> Dude, there's actually so I'm many like, people like, that have messaged me, being like, yo, I saw you play Among Us with Toast, that's awesome. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Toast threw me to the curb years ago. <laughs> My original thought was like, did he get a voice changer? <laughs> Does he want to change his voice or something? <laughs> yeah, I was so confused that day. And I'm like, oh, there's another racy. All right, well, that's interesting. So, yeah. Huh. All right. So, that'd be a fun story. No, it is a good story. Uh, as for me, um, you can find me on Twitter at Eldorian. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash EldorianBP, like BlizzPro. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm still, uh, I, I do the occasional stream where I'm trying to raise money for Extra Life. So if that interests you and you want to watch stuff like Fall Guys or Phasmophobia or, you know, maybe Hearthstone here and there, stuff like that, uh, give me a follow and let's see if we can raise some money together for the, uh, uh, for, for some children's hospitals out there. So that's what I want to do. But uh, beyond that, thanks for joining us for episode 247 of Well Met. Uh, you can find more awesome Hearthstone content throughout the week over at hearthstone.blizzpro.com. Also tweet us at Well Met Podcast or email us at, bliz- at wellmet at blizzpro.com with comments and questions and ideas that you have for the show. Thanks to Jake Buttonew for our amazing intro music. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.